Greetings. This is a story from another time, where people infected with viral diseases were not being treated, but instead the carriers were being killed. Or so we assume. No one ever saw them again. Not even the bodies. Just the count. The year is 2040. Ye is finally president. The mail always comes at 1126. It was delivered in some weird shaped container, not anything like you'd ever seen. It had three dividers, one for each department. The mail always comes at 1126. My name is Pat, Dr. Pat, respectfully. It is important for the rest of this story that you know that as a professional, I study psilocybin and its effects on the human mind and curing PTSD, depression, and other mental illnesses under guided professional care, of course. Yeah, of course. I have myself spent time in the metaphysical. If you have as well, you will understand that some of these experiences sound unreal. But the following are real life events from my real life experience. You who is listening, please let my mama know I made it. Last week, I was infected by a patient I was treating who had AIDS. Today, I'm in asylum, and they've been delivering me 30 pills and a shot of kale every day for the past six days at 10 a.m. Currently, the lifespan is one week past diagnosis. I was on my sixth day. By day two, I felt like death itself. I could barely swallow the pills. They got me in the same facility as Jim Pop. As a doctor, I am very familiar with this facility and the people inside. My room is bigger though, if that matters, and my cousin is actually the nurse on call for pill distribution every day at 10 a.m. She's on my mama's side, so our last names are different. Plus, we don't really look alike. I guess it's kind of a blessing, because she doesn't really watch me. She can't bear to see me in the pain. Poor Nikki. She hadn't seen much loss, not like I have. But this is in my favor. I decided to lower my dosage and dispose of the additional pills. I told my doctor I thought I could trust. She even helped me dispose of the extra pills. Neither of us have it hesitated to say yes at the idea, but we also didn't bother to ask what each other's motives were. Today was the day, 11:26. I'm gonna get out this shit. I was feeling emotional, so I gave my doctor friend a goodbye hug. I even showed her how much better my body was feeling without the additional meds and that I was strong enough to make a run for it and that I was planning to. I think it was she who told on me. Why else am I being pulled in for questioning? I had to make a run for it. Now, this next part, I can't quite explain. And I don't think you would believe me if, if I told you to, but I'm still gonna tell it. I would go on to repeat the next moments some five or more times, over and over again, facing my captors and making the decision to run away, but failing. In my efforts, I would eventually pick up on patterns. I noticed people along the way tripping guards and pushing them aside, helping me. At first, I thought these were random events, but when I went through the scenario for the fourth time, I realized they were planted there and that they were intentionally helping me. Somehow these strangers seemed to now be telepathically giving me directions. 
It felt like both intuition, because I swear I was going to make that left anyway, and direct guidance. Someone would shout left, and I threw my body, and then they threw their body in front of a guard, so I went left. Run, Pat, run. Go, Pat, go. Sometimes I would make it out. Sometimes I got caught, and those events would reset until I got it right. Till this day, I can't explain any of it. How I got to virtually groundhog my day out of that building, but I would. Once I make it outside, I had this big yellow coat on. Because it was winter, but it was big and yellow. I don't know where the coat came from, but boom, coat. Like a character in a video game. And as soon as I hit the new terrain, code switch, built-in automatic coat. And it was yellow. Here I am, running, running. 100 miles an hour, right? No, not really. But I felt like it, you know, exhausted, running, trying to catch a car to nowhere, but everything out of my reach, running, running. I know this is a lot, but I'm being chased, okay? After being caught, now in the same scene, I don't know how many times, running, running, being caught, running, being caught, I get the hint, and I stop running alongside traffic, and instead I just threw myself in that shit. There I am, standing in the middle of 60 mile power traffic. I grabbed onto a moving vehicle and let it pull me on a few blocks and then I let go, wanting to rest. I look up, see two blocks down, a large vehicle from the asylum, speeding in my direction. I'm quickly realizing I should have just kept going on the back of that car until the driver stopped. I'm familiar with these resets at this point so I can feel one coming. I'm about to fuck up. I run into this abandoned building. I run into this abandoned building. It's some type of shelter for the sick and hiding. I had heard that there were places like this, places that tried love and raw diets with sea moss smoothies to nurse the infected. Dr. CB practices has still been banned for generations, so I haven't really had a chance to study all of his um, practices. But I think I've always known that there was something wrong with Big Pharma. I just never saw myself on the other side of it, I guess. Inside of this facility, or shelter, I found a corner that was being used for storage. I sat in the corner hoping to regroup, hoping that the people on the asylum bus didn't see me. Fuck, I'm in a damn yellow coat. I look down, my coat is red, no bullshit. So I'll just go with it. And clearly this is my world. And, you know, I'm old school and no fool. So I pray. Keep my eyes closed. Put my head down. They can't see me. I can't see them type shit. Three minutes later, the truck pulls in with all these people whom I was running from. Hopping off of both sides in unison. I sat very still, hoping they wouldn't see me. They were disgusted by the infected, so I hoped they would just look around and leave. Nobody really casing the scene. My captors announced, We are looking for a highly contagious sociopath infected with a deadly contagion. We have reason to believe she may have taken homestead in a place like this. And I did. No one spoke up. Eventually, my captors found their way inside the storage area where I was, though. And guess what? No yellow coat. So they was only suspicious, but it looked like they weren't sure. Yes, luck is on my side. I kept my head down, kept praying. They walked out, and then a few moments moments later, I hear a familiar voice. Yeah, that's her. This nigga Nikki. Damn, 
My mama always told me to watch out for her. She was always telling me when I was younger, she used to tell on you, you can't trust her. Anyway, the younger guard had left, went to go get the cuffs. And a cook at the shelter began making sandwiches for the guards who were chatting with some of the female cooks. I began thinking to myself, I know Nikki just told on me, but I haven't reset yet. Was this another opportunity? Had I not yet failed? I said to myself, I'm going to make a run for it. It seemed enough of the guards were distracted just long enough to run. My girl Nikki just winked at me. Amen. I was out of there, out of there, out of there, out of there. This was on purpose. She would tell the cops that they had the wrong idea of me and that she was only doing what needed to be done. I haven't heard from Nikki since. I hope she's okay. I don't know how she would contact me anyway. Next thing I know, I woke up in a pod-shaped shuttle transporting me elsewhere. How could anybody find me here? To date, I'm not sure how much time has gone past, how I ended up in the shuttle, and with kind, what kind of tech this was. All I know is I'm alone. I'm not even sure if you'll get this message. <laughs>